You are listening to The Current Podcast, the official podcast of UC San Diego's IT Services Department. I'm your host, Miguel Rodriguez. Today is Wednesday, May 12th. I've got some items for your calendar to note down. The next Staff Town Hall is next Tuesday, May 18th, at 1.30 p.m. Register at returntolearn.ucsd.edu. Right here in IT Services, our next department all-hands meeting is Monday, May 24th, at 10 a.m. And of course, you know that Process Palooza kicked off yesterday with a fun and inspiring session all about the power of continuous improvement. The gang is back at it next Tuesday to present at UC San Diego's Continuous Improvement Journey. You can register for all the sessions at processpalooza.ucsd.edu. Hey everyone, this is Paul Kruger from the PPMO, and I'm here with Alvin Angelus, who is part of the audiovisual design and installation team, and he's specifically in charge of more digital signage type things. But can you can you give me a quick rundown about uh, what more you do, the uh, job title wise? There is a lot to encompass. Let's see. So let's start with, you said digital signage. Yeah. So that, that's the bread and butter of what I do. Okay. Um, so yeah, digital signage is, is something that is really important. Uh, you see sometimes static screens on the walls when you walk into, you know, a museum or a mall, but they're informational. They're mm-hmm. very valuable. And in times of emergency, they can convey emergency alerts. So when you're walking into a place and you see like, what a layman might see like as just a vertical television on the wall. Sure. That's digital signage, right? Yes. Yeah. And so the beauty of that is that can be centrally controlled by the appropriate personnel so they can push out their messaging. They don't have to like visit each sign and pop in a a USB flash drive or something and they can schedule stuff to play at certain times. And then when the content has expired, it'll automatically go off. So it saves a lot of labor in that sense. So we, we recommend equipment. We train people on how to use the system. We have a very talented graphic designer on our team, Valeria. Oh, yeah. and so she assists with creating content uh, to get users started with, uh, you know, with, with keeping their displays up and running. Because digital signage is one of those things where if you let the content get old, then it loses value. So you got to keep it fresh. you got to keep it exciting. You have to keep your audience engaged. So how much digital signage would you say the average person walking on campus today would see how much of your and Valeria's work would they be seeing without even realizing that it's you and Valeria doing it? You know, it, it's hard to say because I know that there's some researchers, there's students, there's staff members. They, 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 they may stay in their circle. So, you know, they, they may only visit the Ravel campus, for example. Mm-hmm. And it's really rare that they make it out and see what's going on at Warren or at Muir. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is hard to answer, but I, I can say that we've got over 100 screens that's under our system. Last couple of weeks, we've been installing players at the Moore's Cancer Center. Mm. So we have 10 systems there that are up and running. And so Moore's Cancer Center also encompasses Hillcrest. There's also a location in Vista and also a location in Encinitas. So our system is rapidly expanding. So when we say UCSD, we're not just talking about the, the main campus. We're talking about health. We're talking about SIO. And just to be Clear. There are other systems out there. I mean, you're, you know, as a department, you're free to use whatever system you want, but ours is vetted. It's been on campus for well over 10 years. We know it well, we trust it, and we fully support it. 
Yeah, I can see uh, there, there's one sign that I can think of that has just been broken for as long as I've worked at UCSD, which, by the way, today is my six-year anniversary. So isn't that great? Oh, wow. Congratulations. That's <laughs> I awesome. I realized that today. I'm like, that is awesome. Emails. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's one sign that has just always been broken for the last six years. I think you know which one I'm talking about on my way yeah. to coffee. And if, uh, if, if I flip this uh, MacBook 180 degrees, you're going to see it because I'm, oh, really? I'm at one of the AV tents, which we can definitely talk about. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's literally in front of me. It's it's over by uh, what is this building called? Mandeville. Mandeville, yeah. Yeah, and so I, I've heard, I, I've heard some stories about what happened to the display, but basically it's one of those things where no one wants to, to touch it or be in charge of it because it is a responsibility but i'd love to get our my hands on it you know put some content on it and make it useful because it is in a pretty good location too to, so it basically yeah. just comes down to the department wanting to spend the money for recharge certainly. exactly so. yeah because it, it's it's not a free service unfortunately we have to you know pay the bills uh, for our labor and time but it's it's really valuable so i i hope uh, departments out there really consider using it to its fullest potential that's cool. So you mentioned you are sitting in a outdoor classroom right now. Uh, people can't see this, but he's sitting in what looks like a giant, like military style tent, but it's white and it's an outdoor classroom. And uh, this is pretty interesting because a lot of people since the beginning of the pandemic last year, over a year ago now, right? Most of us haven't even been back on campus except to maybe get a vaccine uh, if they went to campus to get that. There's been a lot of changes to campus and your team has been there the entire time. So oh, yeah. can you tell us some about, uh, like usually you guys do the, the the AV design for classrooms, but now you're doing it for outdoor tenting and all sorts of cool stuff. What, what's that all about? Yeah, this is definitely a very unique classroom. There are uh, six large tents. So two at Ravel, two at Warren Mall. And then where I am is we call it P416. So this used to be a parking lot. We're directly in between Mandeville and Center Hall. Oh, wow. You know where that is. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know where that is. Okay. So we're right off of Gilman Drive. So I don't know if you can hear it, but you'll hear the buses. You'll hear the traffic. You may actually hear Professor Nick Spitzer. He's uh, in the tent right behind me. So yeah, Nick. Yeah, is I just professor. heard it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, talking about neurobiology, I think. Uh, I mean, he's been a professor here at UC San Diego for 49 years. Wow. Yeah, so I'm I'm here to assist him with uh, his AV stuff, making sure everything is working the way it should be. But yeah, this is, I mentioned we've got the large tents, the six large tents, but then we also have some smaller tents. And so the, the purpose of that is a, a safer uh, space in light of the pandemic where people can meet in person, uh, stay socially distanced, but still study and, and have classes. And so each of these tents, uh, the larger tents is fully outfitted with displays. You can, uh, if you can see the video, there's one over my right shoulder here. Yeah. Um, the lectern, a document camera, a touch panel, wireless microphone system, and then a whiteboard. And there's there's another device that um, on the whiteboard, it's it's called a Captivo camera. So it's a camera that focuses specifically on the whiteboard, and it translates what you write into an actual image. So it's sharp and clear, and you can, you know, people on the web can see what you're writing on the whiteboard. They can't see you, so it's not like a camera in a normal sense. Yeah. But they can see the content that you're writing, and it's like sharp and clear and easy to share. So is so that a just? New? I'm sorry. Is that is that a new yeah. device that you guys? Yeah, yeah, we're we're actually still uh, still figuring it out. So so I've been working the last couple of weeks along with the AVDI team on uh, getting it properly registered, getting POE on it, putting it on the network, 
and then now getting it up and running so that professors can start using it for the classes as soon as possible. That's really cool. So if I'm a student and I decide I don't want to go to class uh, in, in years past, prior to this year, I could be able to log on to my computer and I could see the professor talking. And if it's one of those auto tracker cameras, it would actually follow the professor around the room. There's also another option to where I could see either the PowerPoint presentation or the whiteboard. This is basically your mobile tent version of that, right? Exactly. It's the same uh, equipment as, as far as I know. I mean, I wasn't part of the engineering for this phase specifically. I just support it. But I believe it uses a lot of the same components that we use in our large uh, lecture halls and classrooms. So yeah, uh, all, everything that you described it, it is able to happen here. So um, a lot of the professors who come here, they set up, they plug in, they have their slides ready, they have their videos ready, and they are on Zoom. So they've got like, let's say half the class is on Zoom, and then the other half is in person. And so they just have a great class. And, and they a lot of the professors here love the experience of being able to teach in person, but still keeping the folks who are uh, off campus still um, involved and um, part of the class there. And so uh, we also have uh, speakers in our tents like we do in our lecture halls and classrooms. And so remote students can ask questions you know, vocally. And so everyone in the class can hear it and they can wow. have a conversation that way. That's really cool. So speaking of being on campus, how many people in that giant tent that you're in right now, how many students can safely socially distanced fit in that classroom? 75. And, and how many could fit in the uh, small ones? I want to say it's about 25 to 30, but I, I'm not I'm not 100% sure. So it's not that bad. Okay, so how, how many classes probably per day take place in these tents? I, I don't know the schedule for the other two tents because I, I mainly support this one here at P416, east and west, so there's two spaces. And all together, I think I have about seven or eight classes a, oh. a week. Yeah. So there's still a good handful of students on campus. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, and I think with, with each week, I do see more and more starting to come to class. I don't know the exact numbers, but it, it certainly seems that way, especially when you're like around the Price Center. So Monday, they just put, started putting the, the tables and chairs out. So we actually have people dining in inside, which, you know, it's great to see things slowly coming back to normal here. So I haven't been back on campus, except for the two times I went to go get my vaccine at REMAC. Okay. I've been back on campus since March. <laughs> okay. So when you said they're finally putting the tables and chairs back, I was like, wait, oh. the tables and chairs? Like, I didn't even know that. So I'm sure a lot of people are wondering, what is life like being on campus during this pandemic? Like, what is your, what is your routine every day? I am happy that there is parking available. <laughs> uh, and so before a lot of folks left, um, the large parking lots that were next to APM mm -hmm. were under construction. And pretty much that whole uh, North Torrey Pines living and learning neighborhood is open. Is it? And, yeah. And so there's a two and a half story underground parking structure. And that's where I park. It's really convenient. It's really awesome. And so that, that is a wonderful thing about the lighter traffic, the lighter amount of uh, folks that are on campus here. And let's see, what is it like? Yeah, so so I'm. let me paint a picture of you for Price Center. You know how Price Center is usually very vibrant. Like you, you see tons of people everywhere, especially during passing periods. Yeah. Well, imagine a ghost town. <laughs> so just, just deserted. So for many months, I mean, technically it was open. So we had like Starbucks, we had, uh, what else is there? 
Subway and stuff. Yeah, Subway has been open. Rubio's has been closed. So, you know, some some of the shops have been open. Some have been closed, depending on how the owners decided to handle it uh, because of the, the smaller population. So so it makes total sense uh, for them to 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 do their business as they saw fit. But no tables and chairs. So you there's signs like you go in, you get your food, you get out, you go back to your office, you leave, you can't sit there and hang out you can't you definitely can't socialize but you know as the cdc guidelines and you see san diego guidelines are evolving they're slowly permitting more people to stay and the the perhaps the trippiest thing that uh most folks who have not been to campus in a year will see when they come back is target there is a full-out target store right off center hall wow Uh, i'm sorry yeah right near center hall near the chancellor's complex right off uh what is that called the library walk walk. and there it is yeah so you can get lunch there you can get little things there it's it's open and it's it's ready for everyone now when they were because they i remember they started building it before we left but they let they i guess they moved everything from the bookstore upstairs and then made target downstairs or is target upstairs so target is upstairs okay and then the bookstore stuff back down Yes, and the bookstore is still fully operational downstairs. So if you need like some specialized electronics or of course your UCSD merch, mm-hmm. you need to go. So I think they opened up the downstairs bookstore like almost immediately before we had to get kicked off campus, huh? Yeah, it's it's it from my memory, it's always been open. So so any disruption to it has been minimal. Okay. Is there any new restaurants that uh, that we might have missed out on a great opening? I heard that there's a good chicken wings place there now. In, in- Dirty birds, yeah. And in, in fact, um, we're going to be installing a digital signage display. There, so there's like 23 TVs in there. So you can watch sports. You can watch all sorts of cool things while you while you dine. Uh, some of the displays, which were installed by AVDI, are outdoors too, which wow. is pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, so you won't miss out on you know on games or whatever you want to see while you're while you're dining there. Um, but we are installing one of our displays, and it's going to show content from athletics and also from Price Center. So, so students and staff and faculty who are there will kind of know what's going on. So, yeah, we, we're looking forward to that installation as well. But yeah, Dirty Birds, check it out. Pizza, wings, uh, all sorts of good stuff. And it is where the form. It, it's it's at the site of the former pizza place. Former pizza place. Well, I tell you though, if anybody listening is a Rams fan, you know where I'm going to be on Monday Night Football and Thursday night. If they ever <laughs> on those two days, I'm going to be there after yep. after work. <laughs> <laughs> of course. So um, another interesting thing is uh, a lot of the team that you've been working with, uh, Fred and Arturo and Tim, they've all had to come to campus as well. What, what are kind of the things that they've been doing as well? Yeah, we are all heavily involved in, in upgrades. So because of the pandemic, things have slowed down. So a lot of the facilities are taking this time to repair a lot of things and upgrade a lot of items. Initially, because we didn't know how, how long the pandemic would last, there was a huge demand for being able to do remote meetings. So installing stuff like the motion tracking webcams that you you talked about and audio systems so that some folks on campus can easily meet with folks off campus with minimal inter- interruption and that sort of thing. So we've all been involved in those kinds of projects. There's also the Franklin Antonio Hall, which is engineering that's coming up. So we're involved with the AV there. And then UCSD Extension has the U which is a four-story facility in downtown San Diego. And so we are also involved with designing and supporting the AV that is going to be installed there. So the U is, is uh, I was brought into that project because they're going to have a huge digital signage display there. It's a two-sided display. 
uh, it's about like 20 feet wide and it's going to be facing a storefront. So if you're going to be on the street, you're going to see it very clearly. But the technology for such a huge screen is very specialized. So we're doing the research and making sure that our campus gets a, a display that is both reliable and under budget. So that way we can communicate messages effectively and really showcase that UC San Diego is, you know, at the top of uh, technology and, and so many other things. So these tents that you're in, uh, I can see that there's a lot of mobile devices. Uh, these things, do they wheel in and out at the end of the day or are you able to lock everything up? So yes and no. So in some of the tents right now, we have some student workers who actually have to roll the TVs out. So uh, over that shoulder there, we would lower the, the TV. So there's four TVs. Mm -hmm. um, I actually, I should, I'm a technical person, so I should say the right term. The dis they are displays. They are displays, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, so there's a motor that'll lower the displays into the case. They lock really? up the lid, and then they wheel it out into a secure storage unit that's nearby. Now, the ones where I'm at in this lot, they have been anchored to the floor. So the student workers will lower them and secure them, but then they don't have to wheel it anywhere. So it saves a little time with the setup because they, they're set up each day and they're taken, they're packed up at the end of each day for security reasons. So just to describe it to the people listening, they, they look kind of like uh, what a roadie in a, in a rock band would roll up on, up on stage and unpack the amps in and stuff like that. It's just, just looks like one of those little touring cases, but the, the display just kind of comes up like Star Wars, right? Exactly. Yep. They, they slowly rise and they are 85 inch displays. So they're, they're slightly larger than, you know, a typical uh, person would have at home, but we, we have four of them out. So that way the slides or the content from the instructor is, is easily visible to students, no matter where you're sitting in the tent. And yeah, we want to use projectors, right? Well, yeah, because of all the ambient light, it, mm -hmm. a projector image would be washed out. There's no way to really see it. Yeah. And um, so one new technology with digital science is called LED video wall technology, where you have like a wall of small LED pixels. And um, so you see these in stadiums, you see these in large venues, but the prices are coming down and the resolution is going up. And so that's something we're very interested in. Mm -hmm. um, probably in the next few months, we may be able to start installing them around campus. There is one, if you've been into the Remac Arena, uh, they have that. But the, traditionally, those are really expensive. And so, you know, it's just uh, it, the time it took to put the tents together and get classes going, it just wasn't doable for this kind of tent. So the idea to go with the, with the displays instead is also a great idea. And yeah, so so to your question about being on wheels, most of the stuff is on wheels. Uh, the desks with chairs, or I'm sorry, the, the student desks are not on wheels, but they are uh, light and portable. And in fact, the tent that I'm standing in now is the site of a theater class on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And so they actually clear out the space and have just this wide open space for the theater wow. class to do their movement exercises and their rehearsals. So yeah, these are definitely multi-use spaces and they're they're using the heck out of them here. Have you been able to talk to any students that uh, have given you their opinions as to whether or not they want to be on campus or in a tent or in a classroom or what, what, what do they think? Honestly, no, I, I don't really interface with students at all, but I, you know what, I did speak with one of the professors who is teaching in the tent behind me. Mm -hmm. He loves it here. He said fall quarter, he would love to, you know, still be in the fresh outdoors and just kind of just be in the middle of everything and just have that experience of teaching in the tents. So Time will tell what, what will happen to these tents here, but they are fully outfitted and ready to rock and roll for, for teaching purposes. That is so cool. Yeah. Well, 
Um, I mean, time has flown by. I could sit here and talk to you all day, but I'm sure that uh, some people have to get back to work. But I do want to thank you for taking a few minutes out of your uh, out of your day when you're you're literally sitting in one of those tents right now. So you're on the site. You're right there in the middle of the action. Uh, but I do want to thank you for taking some time out to talk to us for a little bit and kind of give us a, a little look into what's happened on campus the last year since we've been all kind of sitting in either our living rooms or our garages or wherever people are posted up. Yeah, my pleasure. I mean, it's, it's been awesome to talk to you, Paul. It's always fun. And hopefully we'll get to see more and more folks start to come, in, come and work in person soon. Oh, yeah, I'm going to be one of those people. I'm, I'm one of the people that's uh, happy, happy to work from home. I'm happy yeah. to have a job where I'm able to work from home, but I need to get back to campus, man. I, <laughs> I'm a social butterfly and sitting in my little office with nobody to talk to except my cat. That's That's getting to me. Yeah, I, I hear you. And um, yeah, it, it will be interesting to see in the future, you know, maybe everyone will have a mix of work from home and work in person or on site and just, just find that balance and, and be really productive that way. Yeah, I think that would be a good uh, good idea too. And, and it's funny because they used to try to encourage that for like environmental reasons and parking reasons. And now we've proven, hey, we can work from home. Yeah, yeah definitely. We're not. <laughs> so, all right. Well, thanks again, Alvin. Uh, it's been great talking to you. Go back and keep uh, keep UCSD going while the uh, pandemic is just hopefully wrapping up. Will do. All right. Have a good one. See you, Paul. Thank you, Paul and Alvin. Those outdoor learning spaces are truly amazing, and we salute all the personnel from IT services who are making them a reality. And to you, Paul, congratulations on your first interview for the current podcast. I truly commend your restraint with only one Rams reference. And to close out, we have song lyrics to read. It is not a song we particularly enjoy, but we've known for a while, and it would be inevitable. One must pay tribute to whom it is owed. Blue Moon. You saw me standing alone, without a dream in my heart, without a love of my own. Blue Moon. You knew just what I was there for. You heard me saying a prayer for someone I really could care for. And then they suddenly appeared before me, the only one my arms will ever hold. I heard somebody whisper, please adore me. And when I looked, the moon had turned to gold. Blue moon. I sure hope you're enjoying this podcast. Remember to let your fellow IT services staff members know that this podcast exists. Get everyone to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you can get your podcasts. This podcast is a collaborative effort, and we want to hear from you. If you have any ideas for podcasts or topics, send them to me at its-podcast at ucsd.edu. That's it for today. Keep an ear out for the next episode of The Current Daily.